Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Ranch in the North Woods of Wisconsin. And summer just ended up here for us. And it's great to be back in the saddle again, you know, having these conversations with you, Dave. Yeah. You know, you're old. I'm young. That's, that's why it's older, younger. And the reason I say that is because I can only say it for so much longer, and then we'll both be old. That's right. <laughs> but it's, uh, summer's great. You know, one of the things I enjoy being about at Silver Tranch is just uh, having the opportunity to have uh, over a thousand, like thousands of kids come through our doors, and over a hundred of them, hundreds of them, not over a hundred, but yes, over a hundred, hundreds of them give their life to Christ. Right. And lives are changed, and it's fun to be a part of that. Our, our summer spans two and a half months. And it's chaos, a lot of chaos. It's organized chaos. But it's organized chaos. Yep. And in the chaos is awesomeness, I would say, uh, because we can see relationships happen. We can see people unplug and enjoy uh, being together, doing activities together, building relationships, making new friendships, um, but also deepening their relationship with, with God and or even starting a relationship with God, which is awesome. But not only that, even behind the scenes, it's fun because in order to pull off summer, it takes hundreds of volunteers and it takes a lot of summer staff and even our full-time staff to, to pull it off. You know, in a yep. given week, I would say if you add up our summer staffers, our full-time staff and volunteers, easily every week it's over 100 people to make every single week over the summer possible. Um, and for me, you know, I get a team of college students that I pour into during the summertime and, and it's, it's more intense at the start of summer because it's training them, equipping them. But then as the summer goes on, it's fun to kind of take a step back and allow them to step up into the roles that they've been trained in on and see them grow and be pushed and have the opportunities to, um, be challenged in leadership. And by the end of summer, it's like, wow, you're a different person yeah. in a good way. And for me, that's just as rewarding as seeing um, young people come to Christ and, and all that because we're, we're, we're helping out establish the next group of leaders um, in that next generation, which is a lot of fun. And I, I even think back to the time that I grew up at camp. I mean, I, I grew up at your dad's church um, down in the Chicagoland area. And so um, it's kind of fun. I have in my office, we found um, after... Uh, um, your dad's secretary passed away. She kept everything. Right. Um, yep. Why? I don't know. But we that found. That generation did. They did. And so we found a registration form, a paper registration form from 1985 for the 86 summer. And it happened to be my, my, my the registration for my family. And so it listed out my, you can see my dad's handwriting, all of our kids. And at yep. me, it says Jason, six months. You know, you so go. I've been coming up here since since I was a kid. And I would say that during my high school years. I'd like I to say I remember you at six months, but. Yeah, I would I would say. You're just probably some loud, irritating You know, baby. I mean, given the fact that I was probably the most beautiful baby you ever saw. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why you remembered of me. Of course. <laughs> But all that to say is, like, I look back at when I volunteered when I was a summer staff, and those were very formative years in my life as well because it taught me how to serve. It taught me how to um, be willing to take steps because people gave me responsibility even though I wasn't perfect and gave me the space to grow, to make mistakes in a healthy way, but to learn from them. And that's all been part of the journey that God has used to bring me to the person I am today. Right. And that's amazing. Right. And so there's so many components to summer. And so when I say that we just finished summer, there's a lot of fun things and and faithfulness of God that I can say, wow, God, that's awesome that you just 
you know, right. accomplished another summer. That was our 56th summer day. Yep. Well, you've been here for all of them. Yeah. I haven't been here as many of them. But. And God does something unique in each each summer. You know, as you talk about that, I mean, you you had a lot of different responsibilities. You actually oversee the whole summer program, so you're watching. You have a team that works with you uh, that we call the program team. But yeah. but really, in, in all reality, you're, you're overseeing all the teams that are serving. That means the ones on the zip line and the horses and the you're, you're making sure that the kids who come here um, are, are at a safe place, safe spiritually, sexually, safe in, in all ways while they're here, uh, that we're effective at knowing Christ and making them known, that we're, we're, we're good at providing a place where relationships can thrive. That's the fun part of what we do. Yeah. And we remain affordable. We've never turned away anybody who, who really needed help throughout the summer. So we're so thankful for 56 years. Now, you, you think about 56 years of giving kids a positive message about life because when they come here, we want them to understand that God loves them. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to understand the sacrifice, we're, we're going to tell them, you know, sin has a price. And look at the price it is. It separates you from God. And separation from God is the worst thing that can happen, both in life and in death. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't have to be that way. Yeah. And, and so we give them the good news. I was trying to explain that to our students in the uh, Nicolay Bible Institute uh, class here that I teach and, and talk about, you know, it, it's really hard for us to talk about good news sometimes if they don't understand there's bad news out there. And the way that's going on in our culture right now, everyone's trying to say it's good to accept anything. and No, it isn't. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, the, God made us to live in a very peculiar, very specific way. And if we don't live that way, we're going to be miserable people. Right. So the misery, the depression, the anxiety, the the suicide rate, that should indicate that people are believing lies. We need to find an, a way to get people truth, and Summer does that both to the um, the campers that come up here and to those who come up here and work in the summers. Now I too came up and worked every year, mm-hmm. you know, here in the summers. Uh, I went to a very expensive college. You know, I graduated from Wheaton College. And um, and yet I came up here and served for nothing during the summers uh, throughout college. I never saw such a powerful impact on people's lives as I saw here on these grounds. Absolutely. And, and, and that kept me coming back. Yeah. In fact, when I had to choose a major in college, I thought, what could I do that would allow me to continue to go up to Silver Birch Ranch in the summers and use my my skills or abilities or desires up there what what could i do in life that would allow that because it was only a summer camp mm-hmm. and i thought i'll become a teacher so i did and for three years i taught school in the chicago area and in the summer came up here and just worked in, in different areas of camp wherever i was needed and the, i really thought here's here's how the mind works though because i my school gave me a choice i could have my checks over nine months or 12 and i said 12 that way i get paid in the summer yeah and they just looked at me funny it's like okay you can have it over 12 months so i i'm i'm up here and they send me a a check and i'm thinking yahoo i got paid in the summer i'm I'm up here volunteering and i got paid that's right and and i thought how good is this The, the i got trained at wheaton college in education i continued my training eventually got my master's in education it was all paid for by the schools and and, uh, and, and what's amazing to me is then I got to use it here on these grounds. Mm-hmm. And, 
And that's the kind of thing I think I would love for parents to start thinking about encouraging their children to go into something where you can serve. Mm-hmm. Think about what what can I do in my life? Maybe you're running a Fortune 500 company. Well, how can you serve God there? Right. What what are you going to do with the resources and the people? And how how do you do that? And and those things are life habits. Um, so during the summer, you get kids to come up and serve at camp. Maybe they're in high school. You get them to come up for a couple of weeks and just serve. Absolutely. Like I think back. I mean, even to this day, it's like man. I think about my summer as a high schooler, and I don't know what else I would have done. Right. You know, and I even think about high schoolers nowadays. It's like, well, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to sit at home and binge TV, yep. play video games? Like, all right, you could do that for a week. Doesn't it get old after a week? You know, you got two and a half months of summer. You know, come up for a couple of weeks. Do something different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and for me, that like I couldn't, as soon as I was old enough, I'm like, boom, I was here all summer. Thankfully, my parents were okay with it, yeah. I think. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as school got out, it's like, bye. Yeah. A couple weeks before school started, hello. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually did the same thing. I, I The day before I needed to report to school, I went home That's to br- Chicago. I, I was somewhat similar. So Maybe then the, the next day, day yeah. I didn't even have my laundry done. You know, I kept, yeah. I kept some clothes at home that I didn't bring up here, so I could just throw those on. And and then I would go to school at, yeah. or go to teach, and and I thought you know what, some people I know use the summer for vacation that kind of thing. But for me, it was a a vacation is really a break from the ordinary. Yeah. So coming up and serving at camp for all summer as a teacher, that was a break from yep. the ordinary because it wasn't in a classroom. I wasn't using a chalkboard. I wasn't, you know, I was just, it was a public school that I was a part of. Just totally different. In fact, as a teacher, I was able to talk a lot about my summer experiences, and several of the kids in my class came to camp and came to Christ mm-hmm. because I was just normally talking about it, and they would go and find information on it yeah, and, and sign up for camp because, after all, their teacher worked there all summer and loved going there. And so I had illustrations for and almost any class came out of being in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I think we have to keep getting up every day and looking for ways to excite the next generation about serving. Yeah. I was at a conference recently, and I, and I took down this, this little note that somebody was talking about as far as how we learn. And they said, here's the pattern of, of how things are healthy. You need to know, show, grow, and go. Know, show, grow, and go. And I found that interesting. No. First, you got to know that God loves you, and, and you, you need to understand. So kids are in Sunday school, they're church, they're learning, they're learning from parents at home. They know something. Now go show you know it. Mm. Go show you know it. Do you know that everybody you meet that God created, that, that it tells us that he knit them together in your mother's womb? Well, go show it. Go, go show that you know that. And that's what's hard for people sometimes, and that's what we give them here at camp. Yeah. Go show that you know that these kids are important, that God loves them. Then grow. Well, how do you grow? By going and doing things and being in the midst of it. You know, if, if I want to grow muscles, I go lift weights. If I want to grow my ability to run, you know, a five-minute mile, four-minute mile, I'm going to go run until I can grow and get into it. So I do things intentionally to grow after I know and after I decide I'm showing, I'm going to continue to grow. And then the idea of going. From there, I think God calls you different places. Because you're in the right position to go. So if, if I have a young person in my house, I want to get them excited about, you know, do you know God? If so, let's show it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I think that's one of the hardest things right now for Americans to grasp is, you know, when, when somebody is constantly struggling with depression and anger and and uh, anxiety, whatever, it's like, do you know God? Do you know he's got a plan? Are you plugged into it? Hmm. Because those aren't fruits of the Spirit. Well, right. what are you accusing me of? I'm accusing you of those aren't fruits of the Spirit. So you need to go back and figure out what the issue really is here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what the issue is. But but what we need to do is start living our lives in accordance with what we know. And we show that we know it by living our lives in accordance with what we know. And in that process, we grow. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully, you know, we as we're talking, there's some older parents, younger parents that are listening, thinking, okay, how do I train my young people in this pattern where it's not okay. It isn't okay just to know something. Mm-hmm. You need to show that you know it. In other words, you need to apply what you know. Yeah. So if, if you were to, you cut wood, you, you heat your house with wood. Yep. So uh, <clears throat> your your kids are kind of young yet, so I doubt you've trained them on a chainsaw. At no, this not point. yet. Not yet. But there will come a time where you give them the principles and show them how to cut wood. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you will expect them to cut wood and do it safely. Yeah. That's the showing part. Oh, absolutely. You wouldn't expect them to come and say, um, you know, um, I don't know anything about cutting wood. Well, I, I, I taught you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can you do it? But I taught you to right. do it. Yeah, but, but I know you know how. I know you know how. Mm-hmm. Why don't you act like, and that's, I think, the same thing Christian teachers ought to be doing with young people and people in their church. It's, uh, do, if, do you know God loves you? Yes. Well, then act like it. Show it. Right, absolutely, yeah. And camp gives us an, a, a chance to, to have young people get in that habit. Mm-hmm. You've had some come for multiple years, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And they come. They, they don't get rich here at camp. You know, some get some payments. Some don't get payments, so it, it's all over the place. Um, do you see growth from year to year? Mm-hmm, yeah. In there, I know. I know. There's individuals we talk about, and, and um, some of them show tremendous growth. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of them realize the unique atmosphere that we have here, um, because we we give them the power to. I mean, just to do what you exactly talked about. You know, we show them and teach them the principles behind. You know, whatever area they're helping out in, whether it's on the program team, whether it's out at the stables working with the horses, whether it's up at the zip line. And so there's the, the, the basic aspects of the position. But then as they do it and as, as they interact with people, that's where the growth happens after they start doing it. And I think that after the end of summer, they see that from start to finish, it's like, wow, look at all that I've learned. God, look at the ways that you've pushed me and challenged me. And I think that's in the unique atmosphere that we have, what draws them back in the period of life that they're in. You know, it even expends, I mean, I know we've been kind of highlighting college and and high school students, but it's even true for an adult. You know, oftentimes we need counselors and that goes beyond just high schoolers and college students. And so oftentimes it's parents or, or maybe small group leaders, youth group leaders that we encourage to come up and be cabin counselors for the students that you're pouring in. I mean, you could be listening to this podcast and maybe you help out with a middle school, small group at youth group, or maybe you're in a high school ministry. Uh, we we love having you guys come up and counsel the students. Why? Because you're the ones doing life with them. Right. And it's it's reinforcing everything that Dave just talked about. You know, in order to know, show, grow, and go, part of it is just doing life with these students so they could be like, wow, man, old man Dave, he's my counselor, but he's awesome. 
Right. He's he's out there tubing with me. He's out there riding a horse with me. He's doing theme night with me. Man, he's a normal guy. And that's that's what makes Camp Beautiful is because you're doing life together, modeling what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. And so if you're out there listening to this thinking that, you know, my years of doing camp is gone, you know, come for a week over the summer. Give your time. If you're, if you're involved in, in any youth ministry, I encourage you and challenge you to bring your students. And if they're already coming up, just join them. I mean, even on the way to the to the studio to record this episode this morning, uh, we're getting ready for our first ladies retreat this fall. And uh, it, uh, we had some early arrivals um, come in yesterday night. And so they, they're walking around the grounds. And, and one of them stopped me. And she's like, hey, how did the summer go? I'm like, oh, it was, it was awesome. She's like, man, I, I'm so thankful I had the chance to come up for two weeks. There you go. You know, with, with my students. My son just loves it. So this is a mom who's also involved in, in the ministry. And it, it impacted her almost just as much as it impacted her son. Right. And that's the beauty of this place is that, and, and not even just this place, I would say it's the beauty of serving. Right. Is when you're serving and when you're trying to put into practice the things that God has called us to do, it creates the community that God has called us to, to create because yep. we're, we're, we're working toward the goal of, of knowing Jesus and helping others know him yep. and, and going through that growth process. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, growth doesn't happen because you just sit and listen. No. Growth happens when you apply what you've listened to. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to serve. Get out there and serve. Yeah. And, and you'll grow more. Yeah, for years, I worked with uh, parents who were youth leaders in churches. And, um, and I was a youth leader in a church. And we would tell young people, it's important that you share your faith with others. So go find a friend and bring them to camp with you. Go find a friend because at camp, we know 100% for sure that they're going to understand the gospel. They're, they're going to understand that God loves them. They're going to be challenged to be able to see who God is. And you can then invite them back to your youth group or whatever. But you're the one in school. So you go as an eighth grader and invite your eighth grade buddies to come to camp with you. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm a parent, I look at my child and I think, okay, I am encouraging you to invite your friends to camp. Let's make sure they get to camp. If they can't afford it, maybe we'll help pay for it, or the church could help pay for it, whatever it might be. But let's help them get to camp if we can be. Not only that, we want to make sure their experience is is right, where they enjoy being with Christians who are adults, because that intergenerational thing is important. So then you as a dad or you as a mom can say, you know what, I'll go up and I'll be a counselor that week. I'll go up because I'll invest in that as well. Mm-hmm. And and you've done that. You've yeah. You've been a counselor for your kids became age where they could become, you know, and you're giving them the example. So when, when you're sitting by a campfire talking to the kids that are in your cabin, mm-hmm. your your son is watching you. Yeah. He's learning this is what's important. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell him this is what's important. Right. I have heard time and time again, again, it's the it's the show part. Once you know something... You need to show it. You yeah. need to have avenues to show it. And just sitting in your chair watching your television and sending your kid to camp and telling them how important that is, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But why don't you join them? Absolutely. And, and and all of a sudden, you're the one sitting around the fire talking about the goodness of God and your son or your daughter's just looking at you, listening. Yeah. Saying, this is what is important. You know, uh, uh, several times I have heard this and I've seen it in my own life where the kids that grow up in your family, they may forget 
some of the things that you say. They may forget everything that you say. You know, I have no idea. But they don't forget what you do. Yeah. They just don't forget that. Uh, and there have been several young people as they've gotten older that, re- that recall watching their parents read a Bible on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. They knew the Bible was important because of that. Yeah. That's a show thing. Yep. Now, you might say, well, that's a private relationship. You know, many kids, including some in my own family, have been able to say, no, I remember. Dad got up early. And, and you could count on him being in the brown chair with the Bible on his lap. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can count on that. Okay, do I need to preach to them the importance of the Bible? No, they see it. Mm-hmm. So why is it important, you know, for your child to be involved in getting their friends to come to camp and be a part of an evangelistic outreach or a leadership development thing when you don't have any effort yourself to do that? Yeah. So I invite parents to think differently about it and, and to think about if you have college kids to encourage them or if you're a college kid listening, come up and be a counselor. Mm-hmm. Come up and spend the summer, invest your summer and show the world uh, the fact that, that you know God, you know that God loves kids and, and go out there and be the one that, that demonstrates what it looks like to walk with God. Right. You know, and I, and I say this to our counselors at the start of the week, especially, you know, as I look at, at the, at the crowd of counselors, you know, I realize that there's parents, there's people that it's a sacrifice, right. especially as an adult. Yes. As a college student too. And as a high schooler, but you know, when it comes to parents and adults coming and giving a week of their time, I realize it's a sacrifice. Why? Because you have to take time off of work. Potentially you have to use up vacation time. You have to take time away from family. So I get it. You know, that's, that, that could be a, a valuable thing, but one thing that I encourage them to do is, is as a leader, if you're willing to just pour into the lives of the students in the five days that you're here at camp, you won't regret it. Right. You know, and I would honestly say I can't think of any counselor that's regretted it. Right. Why? Because oftentimes they get to the end of the day like, wow, I didn't fully understand how effective camp is until I've done this. You know, and that's the amazing thing. And so if you've ever flirted with, you know, saying, man, should I go and do that for a week? Just do it. Right. You know, we're going to make sure that you're that you're supported. I mean, that's my job. My job is to make sure counselors have everything they need to get through the week. And if you're having a tough day, we're there to make sure that 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 we can make it better and and support you in whatever situations that you face. And so really, there's no excuse to come and just give give an opportunity uh, that would that would totally transform. Not only that, but it's a springboard because the whole way that we model camp here is we want you to come and be a counselor to the students that you are working with year round. Right. You know, so if you're a parent, what better way than to hang out with your with your son or your daughter and their friends that they've invited to come with? Or if you're a small group leader at a church, what better way to to hang out? Why? Because you spend these five days getting to know these students on a whole nother level. So that way when you go back home, all of a sudden your relationship is totally different. Why? Because you have a real connection because you've done life. You've been able to show them that, you know, I'm not just a leader that they meet with once a week at youth group, but I'm going through the same stuff. I'm living this out on a daily basis. Right. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. You know, so often parents get used to the idea that I send my kids somewhere to get all this information. So I send them to school to get educated when really, you know, you have three boys, you're responsible, Jason, for their education, not the school. Mm -hmm. The school is a tool. 
Right. But you're responsible. Or send them to church. That's where they should get churched or whatever. It's like, right. okay, no, they're a tool. You're responsible for them to know God. So we as parents need to keep thinking through this. How, how do we show that we know God? And uh, th- there's another formula, and I'm not a formula guy, but there's another, there's things that keep us in line. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we know educationally that if you change your place and you change your pace, it will challenge your perspective. Yeah. Uh, and that can happen so much here at camp because all of a sudden, these junior hires, high school, younger than that, or family campers, they're sitting and they're singing songs that Taylor Swift didn't write. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're singing songs that have other meanings. Right. They're singing songs about God and about hope and about future and about how they're made and created. And, you know, this last year we brought in, uh, you remember for when you were a counselor and I was speaking, there was a, we brought in a guy, a pottery guy, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and he was just making that. And we were just talking about how God formed us like clay. And in the process, there's a guy making clay up in the front. Mm-hmm. And, and again, to try and make an impact on young minds. Yeah. To try and say, you know what? Every time you see pottery, every time, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the fact that God created you, made you. You look at, at the pottery illustration, it's something. Because not only does, does God form you, but then eventually you got to go in the kiln. Yeah. Eventually, life can get pretty rough. It can get hot. And that's what solidifies the way he formed you. Yeah. See, the roughness, the, if you want to call it that, the heat solidifies the way that God made you so that you can stay the way that you were made. Mm-hmm. And that's really an important part of the process. Now, with uh, third graders, I didn't get into all that. The main thing I wanted them to understand was the fact that there's a potter, mm-hmm. God, and he yeah. made them. And, and think about this message. Think about the message. If you're a parent, if, you're, if your college person is here, and we've had several college young people get excited about sharing their faith because they were just a counselor. Mm-hmm. And they saw it done. Yeah. You know, they, they were listening to these messages, and they go home thinking, boy, I could participate in my church. I, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my daughters are both in, in ministry today in, in different avenues because they saw it done all their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what you do. Right. You, you, you look at what needs to be done with children and you give to them. Yeah. You know, one's a social worker in Milwaukee, one's a teacher in, in the mid-state here in, in Nina area. And, and both of them are involved in working with kids and trying to share hope with them. Yeah. You know, well, where'd they learn that? Mm-hmm. Well, that became a lifestyle for them. It's the only thing they ever saw. Yeah. Uh, myself, I'm, I've been here 56 summers. Like you said, well, where did I learn it? What's well, the only thing I saw from my parents? Mm-hmm. So they served, I served, and in that process, I had to show what I know, and, and I grew in that process, and eventually I went out and, and decided to be up here. I eventually went and, and dedicated my life to something. Mm-hmm. But it came on the pattern of no show, grow, and then eventually God guides you and directs you into different paths. So. Uh, it's been fun to be a part of um, seeing what God does in young people's lives. And I encourage any parent that's listening, any college person that's listening, when we get the information out for the next summer, get on our website, take a look at it, join us in some way, shape, or form, and we, we invite you to be a part of the process of giving good news to children. Yeah, mark your calendars for January 1st. And go to our website, org. go to the Summer tab, and whether you want a summer staff volunteer 
all the information. Uh, if you want to counsel for a week, we'll be there. And so I encourage you, even even if you need to start praying about it now, for for the courage, for the boldness, whatever it is, uh, I encourage you just to give it a try. Um, or even encourage people to sign up for camp because it's a life-changing opportunity. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we have here on the show for today. I thank you for joining us. I thank you for joining the conversation. We encourage you to tune in again. But for now, this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.